This is a tough gospel, and it's one where, I mean, we could just as easily spend like two minutes getting at the heart of what's going on, or this could be the basis of like a week-long retreat and like examining everything about our lives and what we're doing. And I've been wrestling with this all week long and what I'm going to say and just reading different commentaries. And as you might imagine, I mean, one of those things that comes up pretty quickly amongst different commentators and fathers of the church, what is this oil, right? And not only what is the oil, but why is Jesus himself telling us a story about these wise virgins who will not share And he doesn't say anything bad about that, right? Like, I mean, sharing, that's one of those things that we learn, like in preschool, right out of the gate. I mean, sharing is an important thing. And in fact, in two weeks, we're going to get the gospel of the separation of the sheep and the goats. You know, whatever you did not do for the least of my brothers, you didn't do it for me. So, I mean, we're going to be coming up on, you know, feeding the hungry, giving drink to the thirsty, clothing the naked. I mean, obviously, it's going to involve some sharing. Why, as we get this gospel today, is sharing not the important thing? I'll tell you, there are some things that we can't share, right? And to kind of give an analogy of that and looking at this particular parable, this is like my own little parable to kind of help explain it. So imagine a mom and a dad that have a daughter, right? And the daughter is about to graduate from from college. And their mom and dad are on the way to the college graduation. Now, mom has been totally involved in her daughter's life. You know, there for her for everything. Helping her with her homework. Sitting with her on the edge of the bed when she's crying and just has her feelings hurt. You know, there at the school play and the soccer games. And just like, you know, mother and friend and all of it. And they've been there together through all these years. Dad, while present has not really been present, right? Yes, he works, but also when he's not working, he's either watching TV on the golf course or doing other things. They have, you know, he's dad, he's there, but they never ever really talk, right? I mean, he's been around, but there's not a strong connection. And as they're pulling up to daughter's graduation, dad says to mom, can you loan me some of the relationship you have with Emily? Like, no, like it doesn't work that way, right? There's only so many things that like we just we can't hand that over there are some things that we can only do for ourselves and ultimately our lord is breaking that down for us in this very you know stark parable warning us about what's most important and focusing on it now another great analogy that i read in preparing for this is thinking about you know moving in towards heaven as like heaven as the great play that we all have our particular role to act in right and so during this life we're preparing for that role and while we're alive like there's so many ways we can help one another to learn each other's lines to know you know the blocking on the stage where i need to be when how to make this all work but eventually The curtain's going to go up. The play is going to start. And like the lead actor can't say to the little guy playing the paper boy, you do this part for me. Like it doesn't work that way, right? Or if we think about heaven as a great symphony, once the symphony starts, like the cello player can't say to the piccolo player, you do this part. Every one of us has a role to play. Every one of us has something that only we can give to God. Namely, our I love you, our relationship. 
He is out there after you. Look at first book, uh, the first reading today from the book of wisdom. Like wisdom at the gate, attentive, wanting to be there with us. Like Jesus is wisdom incarnate. He's come for us. He loves us. He wants to be there with us. But only you can give him your I love you. I can't do it for you. Your grandma can't do it for you. You have to be the one to do that. Now, the question is, when we look at that oil, what exactly is it, right? And I think, once again, it's like we're not big proof texters, right? We look at the whole of the gospel. And there's another point in Matthew's gospel that Jesus talks in the same language about the wise and the foolish. And that is at the conclusion of the Sermon on the Mount. And even before he starts talking about the wise and the foolish, he kind of tells us that that oil, it's not just good works, right? He doesn't want us to just get out there and be a bunch of earners. Listen to this. This is chapter 7, verse 21. So this is at the conclusion of the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus says this, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, do we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you evildoers. Now, they're doing good stuff, right? But you look at that. Our Lord doesn't just want us to be like employees, right? Like, okay, I put my head down, I'm doing hard work, I'm going to earn my way in. No, he wants more than that. He wants to know you. And it's out of that that more comes, right? If you look at the calling of the 12 apostles in the Gospel of Mark, it's Mark 3, beginning at verse 13. And it's after Jesus has prayed all night, it says that he called those that he wanted to be with him. And then he sent them out. So first comes that loving devotion. He wants a relationship with you. And then to go out there and do the next part, right? We reflected a couple weeks ago on the greatest commandment. Love God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul. And the second is like it. Your neighbor is yourself. Well, the first one comes first. He wants that relationship with him. Well, how do we make that happen? The Sermon on the Mount continues. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house. But it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against the house. And it fell, and great was the fall of it. So once again, we get wise and foolish. We get those that do it, but at the same time, just doing good things is not enough. So you look at that whole Sermon on the Mount, which, by the way, is chapters 5 to 7 of the Gospel of Matthew. When he says things like, when you pray, don't go out on the street corner and get everybody's attention. Go to your inner room and talk to your Heavenly Father who sees in secret. And your Heavenly Father who sees in secret will reward you in secret. What's the reward? A relationship with God. He wants us to be there with him. He wants us to know him. And notice too, both in the parable today of the ten virgins, they all fall asleep. It's not that wise or foolish. Everybody's, you know, hit with human weakness, with falling asleep along the way, with the difficulties that come. But what is the difference? The wise ones have been building up that relationship, that oil, that thing that they can't hand on 
to the other ones. So even when the bad times come, even when life is difficult, they're still going to be okay. They know him. They know that he's coming. And I read something kind of interesting, too, about the foolish ones. If they just knew him a little bit better, maybe rather than going off to something else, these merchants, they could have just said, stood there and said, Lord, uh, can we make this work better? Because this is the amazing thing. We have time now to make this relationship happen, to spend the time with him, to just, you know, take some time out on a Wednesday night, come to adoration, talk to him from your heart. But if you live far away, it's hard to get over here on a Wednesday night, fine. Stop in the middle of the day, look at the crucifix, tell him what's going on. Because remember this, when our Lord tells us to bear our cross, that cross isn't just a piece of wood. There's someone on it, and it's our Lord. And he wants to be in the midst of everything with you. What is the scary thing at the end of this gospel? Amen, I say to you, I do not know you. And that's what he wants. He wants a relationship with you. It's something you can't hand on to somebody else. It's something that someone else cannot do for you. He wants to know you. And then he'll send you off for whatever the good work is, whatever it is to love your neighbor as yourself. But first, he wants that relationship with you. So my friends, the important thing for us is that we stay awake And don't get scared, right? We stay awake and recognize the fact that, yeah, time is a limited resource. And he wants that specific relationship from you that no one else can give. I just say one other little thing. I mean, you relate relate it to other relationships, right? Like my nephew was in the ER on Halloween night. Wasn't a major thing, but one of my other nephews threw a water bottle, which ended up in him getting a hole in his lip. You know, Halloween night, that stinks. I felt so bad for the little guy. I just wished I could be there with him. And I said to my sister, like, just give him a hug for me. But it's not the same, you know? Like, you can't hand that off to somebody else. And, like, I would just love to be there with him. And that's what God wants from you. So to take the time and to be with him every single day, it builds up that oil that you can either take from someone else nor give to someone else. We can help each other to grow in our prayer life, you know, to keep getting stronger in that, but ultimately, we have to be the one that commits, that stays awake, that gets to know him who wants to know you. Praise be Jesus Christ.